Hi, this is Dr. Colleen Meyer with Fearless in Pink. And today we have a guest, a wonderful woman. Her name is Teresa Goss. Teresa, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Teresa Goss. A lot of people know me as Tigo, but you can call me anything but late for dinner. <laughs> so Tigo, can you explain what Tigo is? You know, it's a funny story. Um, a good friend of mine years ago, 12 years, 13 years ago, was on her phone. And back then you had the flip phone and you had like initials. It was terrible to text with, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and she put me in her phone as T space G-O. And I heard her talking to somebody about, oh no, Tigo and I are gonna go to the movie and Tigo and I might be at the show on Saturday. <laughs> and she's a pretty well-known singer here in the Valley. And I said, hey, I thought I was getting a free ticket to go to the show. She said, you are. And I'm like, no, you just told somebody, somebody named Tigo was going. And she went, what is your name? And I said, Teresa Goss. She said, a duh, T, go. I'm not typing all that in with my thumbs. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> and it just stuck. It became our network, our company. It was like, oh, there's my brand. I've been Tigo for 12, 13 years now. But that's how that's it That's amazing. <laughs> I love that story. So tell us about your company. Um, we are Melrose 11. We recently changed our name over in the last year to Melrose 11. Um, prior to that, we were a different name, but we lost one of our business partners and one of my best friends to breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And her name is Melissa Rose. Mm -hmm. And we thought either we're going to shut the business down entirely, which we did not do, thank God, or we're going to restructure it, reformat it, and come up with another name that would honor her. And we couldn't think of anything better than Mel Rose from Melissa Rose. And 11 is because she and I for 20 something years saw 11 every day somewhere. We saw 1111. So she's half of the 1111, Mel Rose 11. I love that. That's, that's wonderful. So, so Mel Rose 11, so what kind of things do you do with Mel Rose 11? You know, we started years ago, I'm talking 20 some years ago, we started as a dot, as a, uh, a, a Wi-Fi, not even Wi-Fi, as a dial-up, there's the word I'm looking for, mm. as a dial-up internet provider called Unity. That's where we started. We graduated from there to doing digital magazines. We had Black Insight Magazine in 2004, five to six. And it was the world's first all digital interactive magazine for African-Americans. We literally mm. had people calling each other and saying, oh my God, the whispers are inside of them. The, you know, we, we, we did concerts, we did all kinds of stuff. We had a fashion show in there. People would call us and say, if I play this video on my computer, will my computer blow up? Because back then you didn't do video in 2003 on dial-up, nevertheless. Mm -hmm. But we started there and then we graduated into more. I was a web developer since the early 90s, 1991. So we graduated into incorporating web development. And then we started shooting you know, talk shows. And mm. I actually hired a production crew because I didn't go to film school. And I hired a production crew out of a phone book. True story. For my first talk show, I went to New York, New York, not the city, but the casino here in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. and talked to the vice, one of the vice presidents here and convinced him to allow us to shoot in one of their penthouse suites. And he was like, what do I get for this? And I told him, you're going to get an article and an ad inside of BIM, which is a digital magazine. He had no idea what we were talking about. He was like, whatever, if it'll get you out of my office, go for it. So he gave <laughs> us a penthouse and then he gave us craft 
services. Well, we came in a couple of weeks later and we're all ready to produce. We had Mother Love, who was a national talk show host at the time. And she was a, was a comedian worldwide known. We had her as our first guest. And she comes in and we're like, all this food's there. We didn't know what craft services was. I thought mm -hmm. it was cheese and crackers because they said craft, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and the, the vice president comes by, he says, something wrong with the food? And I'm like, that's for us. He said, um, that's craft service. It means food. And I was like, oh, oh my God. So she actually, mother love, we knew nothing. And the guy I hired out of the phone book turned out to be a detective on the police force. He just had a bunch of equipment. He knew nothing. So mother love directed her first episode sitting on our show, explaining how you do it as she's being interviewed. It was awesome. It was like the best, you know, bootstrapping way to start a show. Mm -hmm. And, and then what happened with that show? That show ran for ooh, two years, almost, almost three. Oh gosh. Wow. And, and then we put it on regular television here in Las Vegas, became a local show here in Vegas, mm -hmm. ran again, created a spin of that, ran again. And then 2018, we ran with the same host, another version of that show. So it's been in and out for what, 18 years, something like that, 17 years. Wow. In between that, we did a show with a lady named Lillian McMorris. She's our Las Vegas local Oprah. And mm -hmm. she taught me everything there is to know about being in front of the camera and what that's all about. She um, was on Fox for 12 years and is just a legend here in Las Vegas. So I was really honored to have her be my mentor. She still is. She still calls me and says, what were you wearing? Why did you say that? And look <laughs> at your camera. So she's still coaching me today. <laughs> That's amazing. Now you have a big event coming up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? I do. I do. I have a new event coming up. My first summit. I'm really excited about it. You know, yeah, I'm so excited about it. It's called the Extreme Biz Summit. Um, it's going to be November 16th, 17th, and 18th. I've got 29 guests, 29 guest speakers coming in from all walks of life. I've got a super mompreneur, as I like to call her, out mm -hmm. of Canada coming on, all the way to a young man who has literally made a million dollars more than once in a single day. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. So we're going to talk about bootstrapping. That's the theme of this summit, because so many people have come to me and said, you know, with COVID going on, with all the changes going on. Their job is either downsize them, mm -hmm. lay them off, or they don't want to go back because they don't feel safe because of the type of business they were doing, or mm -hmm. their brick and mortar business isn't working the way they want it. And they want to get involved in the internet and they don't have, you know, money for that. They don't have a loan for that and they don't feel like they can maybe get qualified for it. So they at least want to start mm -hmm. and build their business from zero, one little nugget and step at a time. So I invited 29 entrepreneurs from all walks of life to know exactly what that's like, what it's like to get your elbows sharp because you're doing all the hard work yourself. Yeah, that's right. And build that business from scratch and also find out when you get things in order and things start becoming a business and not a hobby, what the next levels are, how to get business loans, who to contact, things like mm -hmm. that. So yes, Extreme Biz Summit is all about bootstrapping. We're going to have unbelievable offers. I'm actually giving a package away just for you signing up for free that has information in it before you even see the summit to help you get started before we even start. 
Now, now, two things. One, where could someone see the summit? And two, how do they sign up for the summit? They go to Extreme X, T-R-E-M-E, biz, B-I-Z, summit.com. And they sign up for free. They just give their name and their email address and they sign up for free. It's a free event. And the event's going to be on, is it going, because I know you have an Amazon page. And so where, where, where can they, when they sign up, where are they going to be able to see this summit? When they sign up, they will get an email in their you know, inbox. It'll give okay. them a link and it's going to take them directly to where the summit is, which is on extremebizsummit.com. They'll be able to watch it right there and enjoy it for the whole three days for free. If they choose to um, buy one of the upsell packages, which they're welcome to do, that just gets them into the member area where they'll find even more information and they'll have access to the summit recordings for life. So they'll be able to come back and listen to them. We're creating a private podcast of it. So if they can't watch it, they'll be able to listen to it. We're doing a journal. We're giving you show notes. It's all kinds of stuff in the member area. But if you just want to watch the interviews and enjoy the interviews and get those tips from these experts, it's absolutely free. You have 24 hours to watch each day. So come on in, extremebizsummit.com. That sounds amazing because it's not just listening to professionals, but you're also giving them extra tools and different information. And then they can have that to where they can go back in six months from now, say, what was that, you know, that um, thing that this particular person said, I want to go back and visit, revisit that. So that's amazing. Now, I know that you have channels um, that you use. Do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the channels that you have? Yeah, we're, you know, I'm a tech geek. I'm one of those super geeks since high school. I've been computer programming. I program in 16 computer languages now. Mm -hmm. Um, And we started creating streaming channels on Roku and Amazon Fire, a little bit on Apple TV about four years ago. So we have three channels Mm -hmm. up right now that are ours, lots of client channels. We have Gutsy TV, which is all about women's business and all Mm. about women blazing their trails. So they have shows that'll be showing there. We have Pod Nation, which is video podcasts. We're relaunching that literally in the next couple of weeks. And it's going to have all kinds of podcast shows from small business to mega superstar people that you just are going to go, whoa, this guy makes $10 million in a year. He teaches people how to make $100,000 a day. And he's going to be in Pod Nation. Um, And then, of course, we have Chapter and Verse, which is our version of biography meets Oprah's Masterclass. We have a lot of interviews there where people actually sit down. We say one chair, one light, one story. And they share their journey to where, how they got where they are and where they're going. So those are the three channels that we have up right now. Well, that's amazing that you have that. Um, if you could go back, let's say we go back how many years and we talk to the Teresa just starting out on her journey. What would you say to her? Oh, it depends on the journey. I mean, if you want to go <laughs> all the way back, you know, I started my first business when I was 10. So that would be going back 47 years. I was doing, here's what's funny. I had older parents. My parents Mm -hmm. were sharecroppers um, when they were children. So they were 43 and 41 when they adopted me at six months old. Um, So 
they were very protective and very strict because I was on the south side of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So they didn't allow me to do a lot of things. Well, my dad decided when I was eight years old, he was going to cut off my allowance on my birthday. That was my gift. And I thought, wow, dad, I can't wait for nine. What? And he said, because he was older, he was afraid I would, he, they would be gone before I turned 18 and could be on my own. So he wanted me to understand what it meant to make a dollar. So he got wow. me a paper route that lasted about two weeks. And he said, that doesn't work. So then he got a piece of <laughs> the brown paper that you used to get at the butcher shop, asked the guy for a piece of that. He put it up on the wall. And he wrote down all my chores and put a dollar amount next to it and said, if you want to go to the movies, if you want clothes or whatever that are not part of your school clothes, whatever, this is how you make money. And I would literally have to give him an invoice and he would pay me on his payday. Well, that worked out to wow. me noticing that other people in my neighborhood, you know, would pay me for chores too. Mm -hmm. The only problem is I had a really restrictive parent that even at 10 or 11 didn't let me venture off to other blocks. So I hired other kids. Right. So from 10 to 17, <laughs> I had kids in my neighborhood working for me. And we did everything from picking up poop in your yard to literally painting your house to one kid could fix a car like nobody's business. So he was doing oil changes and changing mufflers. You name it, we did it. And my neighbor kid next door, um, his mom worked at the post office at night. And he was the only kid that could be outside after the street lights came on because my oh, mother yes. was the street lights came on. You were dead meat if you mm -hmm. weren't in that house. Yep. So, but he could go out. So if you got paid your allowance, um, I, I became a loan shark of sorts when I was 13. Um, <laughs> I discovered that people, when the ice cream truck came by, kids would run towards the ice cream truck. We don't, they don't do that now, thank God. Mm -hmm. But then they did, even when they didn't have money. Yep. And back then they would beg other kids that did have money for a lick or a bite. You're mm -hmm. a friend of mine. Give me a lick. Give me a bite. Now <clears> think about <throat> it. You would never do that now. So right. I was like, hmm, maybe I can loan them money and they'll pay me back at the end of the week when they got their allowance. So I had my little notebook. Hey, kid. And the ice cream truck became my advertising because when it stopped in front of my house, you want, when did you get allowance? How much do you get paid? Okay. So when you get your allowance, I need to see you before the lights come on. Cause if you don't come and see me, I got big Mike here. He going to come to your house and he's going to collect. So <laughs> that's where I started. I started out doing chores <laughs> and, and different things for people all over the neighborhood. And then when I was 13, I became kind of a loan shark. When I was 14, I learned about revolving interest and I started charging interest. To I was going to ask that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care about principles once I learned. I'm like, wait a minute, you can do that? People <laughs> were paying me. I loaned people the money to get their prom stuff done, to rent limousines, to put deposits down on their cars. At one point in my life, I was literally making more money than my parents. My father passed away hating computers mm -hmm. because when he would go in to pay for his work back then, you had to go into the place and pay for things or you send mm -hmm. it by mail. When he would go in to pay for his car note or go in to pay for his mortgage, they tell him he didn't have anything owed this month. And he thought it was a computer glitch. So he died not trusting computers, not mm -hmm. realizing that all that time I was actually paying it. Oh, so, oh, that's amazing, Teresa. That's the stuff that I did. I started out doing chores for people. That was my first business.
So, and then as you got older and got into, what was your next adventure? I joined the Navy, believe it or not. When I was 17, I joined the Navy. Um, I didn't want to go to college. And I was like, no, don't want to do that. So I had always planned on joining, joining the Navy. And I did. And I was in the Navy for four months, four years, three months, 26 days and four and a half hours, but who's counting. But (laughs) I always tell people that, hey, the Navy saved my life because it was my way to see the world. It was my Mm -hmm. way to get out of that restrictive comfort zone of being overprotected and being out there on my own. And that was my next journey. I, I joined the Navy. And then when you came out of doing your time with the Navy, is that when you started your, your, your new business? When did, when, after you got out of the Navy, when was the first time you started, you know, going back into entrepreneurship? I don't know if I technically ever left, but they say, you know, if you're not doing it all the time, it's a hobby. I was always doing little gigs here and little gigs there my whole life. Um, but when I got out of the Navy in 1985, yes, I'm 56 before you guys mm-hmm. do the math. When I got out of the Navy in 87, I was working for a mailing house, um, Mm -hmm. doing personalized mail, and that guy didn't pay his bills. And I was the manager, and I called all the clients and said, look, you know, he's been shut down. The post office won't take his mail anymore, but I know how to do your work. Would you like to send it to me? And the half of his clients went, yeah, we don't care where we send it as long as it gets done. So mm-hmm. I started G&H Mailing Services then. And that was the f- next big journey we did. Um, I ended up moving out here in 94. And then in 2000, well, 99, we started talking about it. But in 2000 was the last time, January of 2000 was the last time I worked for somebody else. I've been on my own working as an entrepreneur ever since. So 20 years I've been doing this. Well, that's amazing. That's an amazing story, Teresa. Teresa, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you, what would be the best way? Prayer. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The absolute best way to get in touch with me would probably be just to um, write me at tigo at fortigo.com. That's my direct email address, tgo at the number four, tgo.com is a great way to get in touch with me. Or you can call the office at 702-751-7551. That's another way. Um, right now, you could just do hashtag experts, um, expert talking with Tigo, expert talk with Tigo, and all my contact comes up anyway. I just found out recently, somebody <laughs> told me on Google. They're like, I just hashtagged you. I'm like, what? But I guess- I've never heard of that. I get something new, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just hashtag, you know, um, expert talk with Tigo and like all of our websites and contact information seems to come up on Google now. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you for coming on and talking to us here at Fearless in Pink. And I appreciate it. I am so proud to be on and I love the name of your show. Fearless in Pink is fantastic. <laughs> if I had a pink shirt, I would have wore it today. But in spirit, <laughs> I wore its color, uh, its cousin of purple. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Teresa. Thank you.